With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Welcome into the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and I just got the call with uh, the offensive line coach, Mitch Rodrieg, the outside linebackers coach, Brian Michalowski. Michalowski, I, I still do that sometimes. I need to stop doing that. Um, and, and then uh, finally, the left guard, Kari Cooch. Uh, some interesting stuff in there, and uh, we're going to be talking about all that today. Um, before we get into all that, though, I want to just run through some things. So first of all, as I said yesterday, we're going to have a couple of special guests on the podcast tomorrow. Uh, Libby Garrity and Hannah Schartz, the captains of CU's soccer team, uh, are coming on the podcast to talk about, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Honestly, I, I heard that uh, Libby has like a bunch of animals, uh, so... That's probably what we're going to be talking about as much as I can justify it. Uh, but there will be other stuff to talk about too. It's going to be a good time. Um, so look forward to that tomorrow. Oh, the reason, by the way, and I forgot to say this, they're headed to the NCAA tournament. Uh, their first game, 5 o'clock Tuesday against South Alabama. Uh, they had this incredible finish. They finished with like a win and then a draw. And then they beat, like I think uh, Arizona State was like number 17 in the country. And then they won again against Utah and Libby on senior day scored a goal. Cool thing. Uh, and they were, oh, also Hannah Shart should say this today. Uh, Hannah was named first team all pac 12, uh, which is really cool. Um, so there you go. That's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. I'm really excited. Hopefully you guys are too. And then on Friday, there's another scrimmage uh, and a uh, Zoom call afterwards. So there should be some pretty juicy stuff Friday night uh, coming from, well, whoever we talk to because we don't know. It'll be a couple players who played well and Carl Durrell. Um, so that's the plan for the week. And then uh, after that, it'll be next week known as the last week of spring camp. Also, I should get this out of the way too, even though I've said it on the last couple podcasts, um, CU is waiting to hear from the county about how many fans they're going to let in. Um, it's more complicated than that, but all you really need to know is that the county is basically going to say how many people that the buffs can allow to the spring game next Friday. And then 
once the buffs figure out what the number is, uh, then they figure out, well, how many do we need for friends and family? That's first priority, then season ticket holders, and then everybody else. Uh, so I think that that is all of the things that I need to say before we get into the call today. Um, except for one more. Uh, the presenting sponsor of this podcast, the Colorado XOs, they are now four and one. Uh, they've won a honestly shocking number of games considering most of them had never played rugby before. Um, they train out in Glendale at the Rugby Town National Training Center at Infinity Park. Uh, it's the same place the U.S. national teams train. And the idea is to get those guys from the, the XOs uh, who have been playing like football or basketball or whatever other, other sports, mostly like college athletes, um, some pro athletes. Also, like if that sounds like you, and I know there are some of you who listen to this podcast, if you're interested in playing rugby, that is an opportunity uh, that is wide open to you. Um, so there you go. Uh, some cool stuff going on out there. And again, they're winning games despite not really knowing how to play rugby yet, which is really promising considering what the goal of the program is. Um, you can follow along, though, with the DMVR Rugby podcast, uh, with DMVR Rugby on Twitter, um, or with the written content at thedmvr.com. All right. Um, so first we heard from Mitch Rodrigue who is kind of the best. So so as you guys know, we, we talk about Dave Platty a lot on this podcast. And the reason is that I have what? I mean, at this point in my life, I talk to like three people. No, more than that. It's like 10 people on a daily basis. And he's basically one of them. And so he comes up a lot. But he owns Bender's Bar and Grill, which is a cool place. Might as well plug that. Um, but apparently Mitch Rodriguez went up there for some fish at some point. Um, and today Dave said, you know, have, have you been up there recently? What Mitch had to say was, uh, Lent is over beer on Fridays, skip the fish. So, uh, first little detail is I guess Mitch Rodriguez Catholic. And again, I'm not Catholic. I feel like Lent is, Lent is absolutely the fish thing. I, I don't know the rules to you Catholics. Maybe that was like a, I don't know. We can move on. Um, musical chairs oh that note means that he said it feels like musical chairs out there because everybody is heard um they what last time we heard that they were down to 10 players well today we heard that uh jared Kristen lichtenhan who we talk about a lot mostly just because he's six foot ten um he has been getting all of the left tackle reps uh first and second team so when you hear that what does that mean they have dipped under the 10-player threshold. Either that, or I guess, maybe they have somebody else who's back, but they don't want to stretch them out. I feel like if there was a 10th option, you wouldn't be double-playing anybody, even if it's probably really cool to see somebody who's six foot ten play football. Um, so back to what you are saying. You said musical chairs. Um, we had so many injuries left over from last year. Those got compounded by injuries this year in spring camp. And the truth is you don't build continuity while playing musical chairs. Um, he said like, again, it is a, it is a bad thing and it's, it's basically good for nobody. Um, but he did say that the tiny little bright side is that some guys get to try different positions. Um, not like get to, but have to because of the numbers situation. Uh, first question after that opening statement though, was, is there anybody who it's like helped in particular? You mentioned like some of the young guys get to move around, maybe, maybe get a couple more reps. Um, and he said, uh, number one, who it's helped. Jared Kristen licked in hand. Um, 
that's how we found out that he's playing with the ones and the twos. And you, you do those numbers and figure out they probably dipped under 10. Um, actually, what he said was Gerard Kristen licked it in and then basically said, I can't say I call him tank. Um, talked a little bit about where he's at. Again, he's six foot 10. As Mitch said multiple times, you do not run into other football players who are six foot 10. You're not going to be lining up against a six foot 10 um, defensive end. And so the key for him is that you need to get him to bend. He needs to be able to play lower than he is because otherwise it's just not going to work. Um, he said that they've been trying to strengthen his core to help him play lower. Um, I'm not a, a doctor or anything who knows anything about like muscles. So I guess maybe bend from the core. I, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but he did say, you know, it's going to take a while. Um, and, and it just repeated, you know, he needs to bend. He needs to play lower. And so it doesn't sound like we're going to be seeing him on the field this season, but I don't think anybody expected that. So not really bad news there. Um, I was asked about Frank Phillip, who's the likely left tackle, um, played right tackle last year, but with Will Sherman gone, probably flipping sides to the more important position because he has the experience. Um, he currently is one of the injured players. Probably could guess that by the fact that Jared Christian Lichtenhan is playing all the left tackle reps. Um, I'm, I really enjoy saying his name. Um, Frank Phillip, said he, he did a really good job uh, during the spring with the pass pr- protection, the, the run blocking, the, the knowledge, his knowledge of the position, the left tackle position was good and, and getting better. Um, he tried to push through the torn labrum, but he the problem is that the torn labrum is in his left arm and so you can't really use his left arm and when you're the left tackle the most important job is protecting that outside edge not letting pass rushers out there that's really hard to do when you don't have that arm and so it didn't work out uh and there's the update there i'm i, I guess i'm not sure no that that is kind of new because no it's not new because if he was still practicing we would have known he's still practicing doesn't matter um Asked about Jake Wiley, the tackle. He said he's doing good work at right tackle. Um, there's still a lot of work to do for him fundamentally. That's fine. He's got all summer to get that right. There you go. Um, if, we're, if we're trying to handicap the the race for tackle, I think I think there's maybe a leader? I don't know. Um, Kari Cooch, who we talked to later on. Um, Mitch Rodriguez said... Uh, it's it's good. It's a good feeling to know that he can play center if he's needed. Um, he's a true warrior. Um, he doesn't really vocalize, but he exhibits his leadership through his play. Uh, lunch pail to work kind of guy does his job. Um, and for him to be able to stay at one position during spring camp and get good at it means the world. Because um, he didn't have that during last season. He was kind of the piece who flipped around. Played some center, played some guard. I think he played guard on both sides. And... According to Mitch, it's been very, very good for him to be sticking just at the left guard position. Um, and you love to hear that. Um, on Colby Purcell, uh, he said the the center, uh, fantastic spring. He and Kerry have solidified the middle. Um, he hasn't missed a rep this spring, which is kind of, it, it's good for him because he had so many issues with injuries and all that kind of stuff. Um, but according to Mitch, he's building confidence. Um, he's doing really good work in the weight room with Shannon Turley. Love to hear that. Um, 
and uh, he's really stepping up as a leader with Will Sherman gone. Um, he was kind of a quiet guy in the past, not really anymore. And Mitch thought some of that quietness in the past could be from the fact that he did have those injuries and that, you know, if you're the guy who's not out on the field doing anything, you don't, you can't be the one who's, who's talking. Um, ended the stuff from Mitch with something that I really enjoyed. Um, guys, so we talked to a shot a couple of weeks ago. Um, and during that call, you know, Shad talked a lot about being homesick, um, in particular, missing the food that he had in Louisiana. Well, Mitch Rodrigue from Louisiana. So, um, the question for Brian Howe is like, have, have you given him food for that or that kind of stuff helped him with the transition, that kind of stuff. I mean, he said, you know, we fed him on a couple of different occasions, but I told him I'm not going to feed him anymore. The reason why because he doesn't return his bowls. Um, my wife is on my ass. If he brings the bowls back washed, he'll get more food. Right now, he's shut down. So, huh, good stuff. Good stuff there. If you're a, if you're a Shaw Clayton listening to this podcast, bring your bowls back. Bring your bowls back. Go get yourself some food. I would absolutely bring the bowl back if Mitch gave me food. I should have I told him that. Um. Should we keep going? Well, let's let's follow that up with some more offensive line talk. Uh, Kari Cooch, he, uh, you know, we talk about how some guys are, they say things in ways that take a long time. That's what I do. Um, other people just kind of get the words out and that's that. That's Kari Cooch. He doesn't really mess around with the way he talks. Um, So... I asked him about the chemistry. You know, we heard that he and Casey are solidifying the interior. And he said that he thought that they lose some chemistry, but he doesn't feel like the offensive line has really lost all that much. He thought that especially with uh, Frank Phillips switching sides, right tackle to left tackle, that, that in particular would kind of cause some changes. Because again, the the offensive line, all about chemistry. That's what those guys always talk about in the continuity. Um, because you need to be used to passing blocks off and all that kind of stuff. Know what to expect from each other. Be able to communicate. Um, good to hear a little surprising also, no, that didn't really contradict anything we've heard. So could be true. Um, again, it's a positive thing. So you always have to, a little grain of salt. Um, he said that the, the, the thought process for him coming back for another season, he was one of the guys who was a senior and because of the, the rule change, with uh, eligibility because of COVID, he can play another season, just like everybody gets the extra year of eligibility. Um, he said, again, that like he was coming back. He missed games last year because of COVID. That made him want to come back even more. He played some games out of position last year. That made him want to come back. And uh, he said, like, I have another year. Why not use it? Um, makes sense to me. I he, he did say it is really nice to stay in one position. Um, he feels fuels the effects of that um on coach rod he said that you know i've i've made a jump every year and every coach has done something new for me every year the confidence builds over time um and when i said that it uh it sounded almost like mean towards mitch that's not what it sounded like at all in person um I asked him about Shannon Turley, a new strength coach. And he said it's a different philosophy. It's very good. Um, he said it's different, but it's going to be good for the program in the long run. Good to hear that because, you know, we've talked a little bit. I mean, it's not like I know exactly what his approach is. I've never, like, trained with Shannon Turley. None of us have, most likely. But uh, what you hear about it is that, 
you know, it's based on using your own weight, less weightlifting, less focused on how much can I bench, more focused on the other sides of football, you know, injury reduction type of stuff. Um, and because so many of those workouts are like using your body weight, I'm pretty sure like the story is that freshmen don't even touch a weight for the first six weeks or something. Um, who, who do you think would be upset about that? To me, it feels like it would be the offensive linemen who are used to just throwing around big numbers and they might kind of suck. Uh, so it, it's good to hear from an offensive lineman. Again, what do you expect though? You don't expect him to say, nah, he's awful. This isn't going to work. This is terrible. I just want, no, that's never going to happen. So there's that little grain of salt with all those things. Um, he was asked about the defensive line because obviously he's an offensive lineman. So he plays the defensive line. Um, and he said, you know, it feels like I go against Jalen Sami pretty much exclusively. Um, and he said some good things about him. He said that Naeem Rodman, uh, he goes against him occasionally too and said he has really improved over last year and he'll be a big part of our defense this season. So there's a, there's a scoop. You know, we were talking yesterday. Who's, who's that third defensive lineman? I, I think, I think you're looking for a third starter right now. Got to be the favorite. Um, and then he said that he's working on growing his hair even longer to catch Brady Russell. Um, again, see, like, and that's the thing. I think the question was like, so whose hair is longer? Um, and he said, uh, Brady's, but the thing is you can't really catch somebody in that race unless, unless Brady cuts his hair, but unless he, unless he does cut his hair, you can only, unless your hair grows faster than his, I don't know. Uh, probably not why you tuned into this podcast. My takes on hair. Um, we're going to take a quick break real quick. And then we're going to get back into Brian Michalowski, outside linebackers coach had, uh, this was the first time we talked to the outside linebackers coach, but a lot of the questions are about Carson Wells. And so many, honestly, that I had one that I was going to ask. It's like, does it feel like Carson having him around actually like helps the younger guys to, to see him, to, to build off him? And, and then I was like, what are we doing here? Can we, we don't need a fourth Carson question, but there were some really good Carson uh, answers, plus some other stuff on some of the other guys that's exciting too. Um, First, though, I want to tell you guys about DMVR. If you guys just listen to this podcast, uh, you're, you're missing out. This is a very small piece of the puzzle of what we do at DMVR. Uh, there, there's written content at thednvr.com. Um, you do have to be a member to, to read that. Um, if you're a member, you also get a bunch of other things. Like uh, if you come to the DMVR bar, York and Colfax in Denver, um, then you can get a really big beer instead of a really small beer. I think the difference is like, it's like 22 ounces and 16 ounces, or maybe it's like 24 and 16, which doesn't sound like that big of a difference. Uh, but when you hold it in your hand, it you can tell. It's a, uh, or also when you're drinking it, when you have just like a quarter of a beer left, and if you, I guess if you're like being just like a tiny bit of a lightweight, like all of a sudden you're just, and this is less than one beer, but yeah, uh, you get that, you get access to weekly deals from the DMVR locker, so many different things. Um, plus right now, if you sign up, you also with an annual membership, get a free shirt from the DMVR locker, some cool buff stuff. Uh, the crying Nebraska kid is my personal favorite. Um, and you also get a holistic stick, a recover holistic stick from holistic wellness. Um, if you're wondering what that is, then that means this is your first time listening to this podcast. Uh, it is a CBD stick. You like 
pour it out, you stir it in your drink, pour it out into the drink, I should say, um, and then uh, you drink it after that. It's it, it would be fun if there were more pieces to that story, but it really is that simple. Uh, so we got to move on. Um, if you want more information, go to holisticwellness.com, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. You can also get 30% off with the code DMVR30. Again, though, I would recommend get the annual membership, get the free DMVR shirt, get the free holistic stick, check it out because it has a coupon inside. It's a great deal. Also, what is today? Today is Wednesday. Oh, Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, what, what do I want to say about Breckenridge Brewery right now? Um, so it's about seven o'clock. This is probably going to be done. I'm going to be done with the podcast like 7.30. After that, uh, I'm going to write something. Um, probably, probably about the offensive line. Probably, oh, maybe, maybe about the line. Actually, I think probably about the linebackers. Um, but the point is when that's over, it's going to be what? Nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, maybe a little bit later. That's going to be a great time to just crack a strawberry sky, especially because at that point, it's so dark outside. You can't see that it's actually snowy and gross and not not the situation where you typically think of a strawberry sky, but that's why it's so perfect because I want to pretend because it's late April that the weather is, what is it now? Oh, that's not 32 degrees with flurries expected in the next hour. Um, so yeah, it's really good stuff. It's really good beer. That's my favorite. The seltzers are incredible too. They just came out. You can check out a few of those at the DMVR bar. Those will be there soon. If they're not there yet, I don't know when that's happening. Um, but yeah, so much good stuff. If you want to check out any of their products, uh, the official beer of DMVR, you can go to Breckenridge Brewery's website and then find the beer locator, put in your zip code, and it'll just pop up on a map everywhere where you can get one near you. It's it's very simple to use. Speaking of simple to use, we're going to talk about Gabby Insurance. So Gabby is G-A-B-I, stands for Get a Better Insurance. The way it works is you go to their website, and when you do that, I should say, the website, gabi.com slash DMVR, that's the important part, slash DMVR. Um, but then you basically, it'll say like, what's your name? What's your zip code? Uh, what's your phone number? What's your email? They don't pass that around. They don't like, you're not gonna get insurance calls. There's no scams. They don't sell your information. Uh, but they ask those questions and they say, what's your insurance policy? And then your insurance policy goes in and then they send that to all the insurance companies or 40 of them, including progressive nationwide travelers, they all send back quotes and say, here's how much we would charge for that exact same insurance. It's an awesome tool. Uh, if you guys are Nuggets fans, you follow our Nuggets guys, Eric Weedham, known as D-Line on Twitter. Uh, he saved over $1.3,000 a year. Uh, Drew, AJ, Lindsay, they all saved hundreds of dollars. Um, and the average actually for Gabby customers is 900 and $61 per year. It's awesome stuff. They don't sell your info. There's no spam, no robocalls, nothing like that. So put your policy to the test like we did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out and there's no obligation. Uh, go to gabby.com slash DMVR, G-A-B-I.com slash DMVR. All right. Um, outside linebackers, some good stuff. Um, Always, always love hearing from Brian Michalowski. Um, also, pretty good at his job, I would say, with Carson Wells doing what he did. Uh, he opened things up by saying, like, it, this has been a great spring. Um, we're out here just trying to get better every day. We've got a growth mindset. Uh, it's nice to see Carson playing up to his level. 
we're gonna pause there because I mean that is the that is the one thing. That is the one thing that you probably want to hear more than anything else in the world is yeah, Carson's looking really good. He's doing everything he's capable of. And we all know Carson's capable of a lot. Um, not that you'd really expect anything else, but still very good to hear. Um, and then he also said, it's good to see young guys coming up the ladder. Uh, shouted out Joshka Gustav, Jamar Montgomery, Devin Lloyd. Um, no, Devin Grant. Sorry, Devin Lloyd is different. Um, but also, again, mentioned like guy is out. It's not because Guy Thomas isn't like good. It's because he hasn't been playing. Um, then he was asked about Carson. He said, uh, Carson does a great job playing in the backfield. Um, he uses indicators within offensive formations. It gives him advantage. Um, he pointed out he does well in the classroom. Uh, also pointed out, uh, Dave Platty did, that there are two 4.0 students in the outside linebackers group. One of them is Carson Wells. Um, not really a surprise considering that he uh, reads offensive formation. Does that kind of stuff. All adds up. Um, he said... The new scheme really fits him. Uh, his skill set is whooping up at the line of scrimmage, getting into the backfield, and providing pass rush. It's like that. I don't know if there's a better way to. I think that is it. Number one, he whoops up at the line of scrimmage. From there, yeah, it gets in the backfield, uh, provides a pass rush. Um, he also talks about how well he plays in the backfield, which I think is interesting. Uh, from there, he was kind of asked about uh, Carson and what it's like coaching him. And what he had to say was that it's really nice that Carson is so coachable. And it's so obvious that he's so coachable. He listens to what you say. He, he's open-minded. And that's really what you want from your players. Um, he said that's his coaching style. He wants to be able to coach them, have like let them respond. Um, just needs open-minded people. He doesn't strike me as a a screamer. I actually could not picture that. I think, I don't know. His yelling voice just doesn't, I don't, I don't think he'd have a good one. Um, but he did say, you know, we need open-minded people. They need to be willing to accept change. Um, and that's something that Carson's really good at. He's, he's gone through different changes. Uh, he's very receptive to coaching from there. Uh, three more notes and two of them are really, uh, good news. One of them is, uh, not news, but interesting. Uh, so first, on Devin Grant. Uh, so right now, Devin Grant, I think on, I guess there isn't a depth chart. Uh, but last year, he closed, I don't know where he closed the season. Let's not jump on that. But here's what I'll say. Um, Carson Wells is a starter. Jamar Montgomery, Guy Thomas. They have experience, and that's why you kind of expect them to be the the second guy. One of the two, obviously. I think Devin Grant, Joshka Gustav. Uh, Joshka, Joshka is right in there. Devin Grant, well, here's what he had to say. Uh, he said he plays fast. He plays aggressive. He still needs to work on the technique type of stuff, though. There's uh, footwork, his hand placement. But he did say, you know, he's very aggressive. We saw it when we recruited him. And you don't always have that in guys. Uh, he's, he's taking advantage of the spring that he missed last year. Um, and he's getting better every day. And I close it by saying, again, like he's he's a fast, rugged, downhill linebacker. So it's, it's obvious that they're excited about him in the future. Maybe not ready yet, though. Um, from there, Joshka Gustav. Um, we heard good things about him during last year's camp. Uh, at the time, he was a... Was he a redshirt freshman? I should know that. Um, if not, he was a redshirt sophomore. But uh, he's from Germany. came over, um, I think, in high school. So 
kind of an interesting story. Uh, Joska, though, has gotten high praise. When you look at the stats, like his pressure rate, um, that sort of thing, he played very, very well last year. He just wasn't out there all that much. Um, And what Brian Michalowski had to say was, we believe in all those guys. Um, Joska is pouring himself into the game over the offseason. He took advantage of that COVID time. Um, He's a technician. And that's what really sets him apart. He's developed great signature rushes. That is exciting to hear. Um, he also said, this is this is probably maybe the most exciting thing all day. He's similar to Joey Bosa in terms of the moves that he uses. So not necessarily like saying he is Joey Bosa, but saying he's got a, a similar skill set, um, which is interesting because that's a, that's a guy that you want to have. Um, he said, you know, we love him on those outside runs, those stretches, um, talked about how if you, you ask the tight ends, like who is the toughest to block that day, every day they're going to say Joshka, um, good stuff out there. Uh, especially, I don't know. I, I, I do think, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it now. I think Joshka is the starter, uh, across from Carson Wells. I'm, I'm not because we have like the knowledge to call that race or anything, but just because, I want to call my shot and have that on record. I do think that he gets the job. Um, Last question was about Europe. So uh, I think that's actually where Brian got his start was coaching football in Europe. If if that wasn't his first job, then it was just one or two years into coaching that he did go to Europe and coach American football over there, which is kind of a crazy path. Um, But he was basically asked, like, what's it like seeing all these guys from Europe um, have some success in college football. And what he had to say was, you know, it, first of all, it's really cool to see young guys coming from Germany, from Europe in general. And then he said, we're taking a good hard look. Um, Colorado is has always been attractive to international talent, um, especially from Europe, from, from uh, people who come from countries near the Alps, just because so you, you have the mountains, you have some similarities. Um, but then he kind of talked about how hard it is to be a football player over there. Um, it, you know, you have to buy your own helmet. You have to buy your own shoulder pads. Um, you usually just have to take a public train to the field. Um, and people just like, look at you, like you're an insane person carrying like battle armor on a train. Um, and then afterward you can only imagine, cause then it's like 10 o'clock. You're wearing this stuff that those people maybe never have seen before and just covered in sweat and blood. Uh, the point is he said it, it's really, really hard to play football in Europe. And so that's why it's so rewarding to see guys like Joshka have some success um, because you know how hard it was to even play the game in the first place. I think that's it. I think that's all we got today. Um, I will be back tomorrow to talk about the soccer with... uh, Libby with Hannah. That's going to be a really good time. I'm excited. Hope you guys are excited. Um, cause soccer, soccer is fun. Um, again, Libby has a bunch of animals. I'm excited to ask about those, but, uh, yeah, that's the plan for tomorrow. And again, we'll be back on Friday after the scrimmage talking about a bunch of football stuff. Uh, so there you go. There's a plan for the week. And then after that, we're into the final week of spring camp. Kind of crazy to think about. Uh, thanks as always for listening and I will see you guys tomorrow. They like my Colorado sway Cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go You know I'm acting bad Holly get a book
swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. Might not swear, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag is pushing 180. Speed and pad competition. See you later, baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya, hit ya, hit ya. Hey, you on your own now, why you watching the official? You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with ya, you can get it anytime. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the last. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring.